When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. SCP-3812, A Voice Behind Me What is the most powerful SCP? Some among you might say the unkillable lizard, or the deer, or 343, or one of the 001s, but the answer, as you might have figured, is SCP-3812. In fact, SCP-3812 is likely the most powerful fictional entity ever written. And while that might sound like an incredibly lame subject for an SCP on the surface, the document for 3812 takes us on a very interesting ride. Unlike entities such as the Scarlet King, or the Deer, or the Broken God, 3812 is not an unfathomably old creature from the center of the universe or the abyss or similar beginnings, but instead was just a man. 3812 was once a man named Sam Howell, raised in Louisiana, and died in 1996. After his death, the entity known as 3812 rose out of his grave and proceeded to disappear. Unfortunately, that's all we know of its origins. It's certainly possible that this is indeed some ancient entity that was just living in this ordinary man until he died for some reason, but since 3812 only seems to be a very recent problem, it's hard to say. Alternatively, if 3812 didn't really come into existence until his death, we don't know what caused that either. Regardless, 3812 was first discovered by the Foundation 20 years ago, when its presence resulted in the destruction of an apartment building in Poland. 3812 was originally relatively human in appearance when the Foundation first discovered it, but over time its appearance has shifted and altered, and is now only vaguely humanoid. 3812 suffers from extreme paranoia, depression, mania, inability to properly perceive their surroundings, inability to discern the difference between the real and imagined, inability to differentiate between the living and dead, inability to control expressions of emotion, hallucinations, hearing voices, feeling things that aren't there, etc. In a human, this would be a pretty small problem for a group like the Foundation, but it's complicated by the fact that 3812 is the most powerful reality bender in existence. Originally, 3812 was cooperative with the Foundation, and sought their help in managing its condition, but over time it has become more withdrawn and erratic. 3812 currently cannot accurately perceive the world around it, and so it will occasionally alter reality to suit its own perceptions. This makes it both incredibly dangerous and incredibly difficult for the Foundation to determine exactly what 3812 is changing. Because of this, containment of 3812 is impossible, and it seems to subconsciously resist any form of containment attempted on it. 3812 will simply alter reality to counter any threat against it, 
and so current efforts are on mitigating any damage that 3812 causes. As of now, 3812 is currently located above the South Pacific Ocean. Back when 3812 was still cooperating with the Foundation, an interview was conducted between it and a Foundation doctor. It complained about its hallucinations and the voices it was hearing, saying that it was like it was talking to a dozen people at the same time. The doctor reassured 3812 that they are here to help, but 3812 is unsure, saying that in the story they don't try to help. The doctor is understandably confused, and frankly so is 3812, but it says that it can see what the doctor is thinking and knows he is afraid. It is unsure of how to undo this, if it even can, and then it says that it's not even sure if he can. The doctor asks, who is he? And 3812 says that although the doctor can't see him, it can. 3812 goes on. I think he was above us at one point, but he's below me now. Yes, I see you there. I don't know what you did to me, but I'm pretty messed up, man. If you can figure something out here, that would be great, because I really feel like I'm losing it. I'm scared too, man. You've got to do something, man. You've got to help me out here. Afterwards, 3812 spontaneously disappears. We're then provided a memo that was written by another doctor in 2015 regarding the danger of 3812. She begins by saying that she believes 3812 to be the most dangerous anomaly on Earth and potentially in the universe. She goes on to discuss the Scranton reality anchors, designed to contain reality benders, and the development of Hume levels to assist in analyzing and studying changes in reality. Hume levels, you might recall from SCP-3001, are the measure of reality levels in an area, with our normal level of reality being the baseline. She then says that the Foundation equipment cannot detect SCP-3812, and not because of machine or user error either. This means one of three things. One is that 3812 has an extremely low Hume level, beyond what they thought possible, which would mean that reality could eventually sink into this minimal Hume level. Two is the opposite, that 3812 has an extremely high Hume level, and is therefore above even the god-level reality benders measured by the Foundation. Since a reality bender of this magnitude would likely have already destroyed them, this is probably not the case. The third possibility is really the worst one, in that 3812 is fundamentally different than every other reality bender known to the Foundation. Dr. Robert Scranton theorized that just as there are different physical dimensions, that humans are unable to access or perceive, so too might there be different dimensions of reality that are above or below us. According to Scranton, these levels of reality would be manipulating something called the narrative, and each narrative would be stacked on top of one another. If 3812 is some sort of higher level reality bender that can manipulate every aspect of our reality, and also suffers from severe mental disorders, that's a pretty bad problem. 
The doctor admits, though, that it's probably better for them if 3812 is insane, since it can't comprehend its level of power. It merely acts on impulse, and alterations to reality have so far been strictly local. If it decided that it didn't like the concept of empathy, for example, it could simply remove it from our reality. There is apparently evidence, however, that something similar had already happened, as the Foundation have found a few sparse accounts as recently as the 1980s that a concept, perhaps even an emotion, once existed but no longer does. This is a level of power incomparable among SCPs, and the only thing holding it in check is 3812's own mental state. We're then given a page from a full report written by the doctor about SCP-3812. She says that an entity of this magnitude would perceive our reality much like we perceive the reality of a comic book. And just as we can change that story based on our whims, so could this entity change ours. There is a hypothesis that an entity such as this, that is bound to a human level of intelligence, would suffer from an overexposure of narrative. That is, they would simply be perceiving too much. When faced with this much perception, they might collapse a number of lower realities into something more simple in order to ease themselves, but the damage would be catastrophic. Individuals inside those realities, namely us, would be either utterly destroyed or intertwined with other realities to the point that our consciousnesses would be annihilated. Let me simplify if that's all a little too much to take in. Picture a comic book written by a human being in our world, making our existence the baseline reality. The universe of that comic book, let's say the Marvel universe for simplicity, is a reality below us. It's not real to us, and we can change it however we wish, but it's real to the characters within the comic book. Now picture a television show within the Marvel Universe, which is just as non-real to us as the comic book is, and just as subject to our whims as the Marvel Universe is, but at that point it's also not real to the characters within the comic book. Conceivably, the characters in the Marvel Universe can change that television show however they wish, and so on, continuing down the line of realities, or narratives. Now, consider the concept that we are not at the top of the reality chain, and there is in fact a reality, or countless realities, above us. Just as we consider the comic book to be fiction, so too might something else consider our reality to be fiction. This is the danger of 3812, as it seems to be above our level of reality, and who knows how many levels above us it is. We then see a short list of instances where 3812 altered reality, ranging from small alterations that affected very little, to massive alterations that affect the entire planet. Some of these events are hard to conclusively prove that they occurred due to lack of evidence. In 1997, 3812 walked across a desert, creating a temporary stretch of temperate climate along with it. 
1999, it's believed that 3812 caused an entire island off the coast of California to disappear. More than 200 people have vague recollections of the island, with some unable to justify the disappearances of family members who lived in the area. In 2000, an SCP that exuded a field similar to a reality anchor was brought near 3812. Rather than containing 3812, it resulted in an explosion that destroyed a hospital. The remnants of the SCP were recontained by the Foundation as SCP-239, the Witch Child. In 2004, 3812 caused the country of Mongolia to cease to exist for three days. A significant portion of the local population retained fractured memories of the event, and the Earth's orbit was dramatically affected during the period. Also in 2004, every human on Earth heard 3812 screaming for help in their heads, and in 2009, during another containment attempt, dozens of Foundation personnel disappeared across 17 sites, as well as a significant portion of local wildlife. The explosion caused by 3812 left a crater roughly 850 meters in diameter, and SCP-2719 was found within, a highly abstract metaphysical anomaly. Additionally, it seems that in the past, multiple governments have discovered 3812 and attempted to terminate it themselves, resulting in their existence being wiped from the earth. These governments include the Republic of West Korea, the Islamic Union of Eastern Samothrace, and the Kingdom of Alagada. Their removal was followed by activation of SCP-2000, Deus Ex Machina, which 3812 damaged to stop it from working. Why 3812 was unable to completely destroy SCP-2000 is unknown. Moving on, a few years ago, 3812 was moving across Paraguay towards a populated area of Argentina, likely en route to its current location in the South Pacific Ocean. Foundation personnel moved in to intercept 3812 in order to prevent it from wiping out an entire city, but a series of strange events occurred. 3812 is attacked by a large number of local wildlife, which startles 3812. Next, a massive sinkhole appears beneath it, causing it to fall momentarily before it returns to ground level, and the sinkhole closes. A large number of tungsten rods fall from the sky directly towards 3812, starting with only a few before suddenly more than 3,000 fall in rapid succession. Each of them disintegrates within a half meter of 3812's body. It seems something is trying to kill 3812, to little effect. Next, a number of incorporeal instances of 3812 fall away from it, as if they were dying, but 3812 keeps moving. These copies then attempt to attack it to no effect, until 3812 looks at them and they disappear. This is followed by multiple explosions centered on 3812, again to no effect. Finally, a gravitational anomaly, essentially a black hole, appears in front of 3812, but it simply walks through it, and it dissipates. 
Additional anomalous events occur around 3812 for 72 hours, each failing to stop or kill it. Eventually, however, 3812 begins to grow white momentarily before disappearing. SCP-3812 was missing for eight weeks before it reappeared in the South Pacific Ocean. Shortly after, a message appears on a Foundation server accessible only by overseers. The message explains that this world has rules that cannot be broken, things we study in physics and chemistry. These are unchangeable laws of the universe that define our existence. The individual that wrote the note claims that they wrote these laws, and they created this narrative. They specifically attempted to create something that superseded everything, in order to see how many layers there are. The mistake they made was that when they made 3812 to supersede everything, that also included 3812, which creates a pretty big problem. This individual thinks that 3812 now exists across all realities simultaneously, and he'll either reach the top or just keep going. The message is signed B. The following addendum is from an essay written by Dr. Robert Scranton, and I'll summarize it quickly. Basically, Scranton discusses the concept of a god which would be an entity with complete and utter power without limits, able to know and rewrite our narrative at will. This god would be so separate from our reality that they would treat it like words on a page. He goes on to discuss the concept of something above that, and above that, and ponders how far it goes, wondering who the architect of the architecture was that established this. This entity capable of superseding our reality and any other reality, would theoretically be forced to supersede itself, spiraling ever upwards and unable to escape. Scranton finishes by saying that such an entity would no doubt lose its cognition, being closer to a thrown stone than a sentient creature. Finally, the last addendum we receive is about an XK-class end-of-the-world event that occurred in December 2016 due to SCP-3812. At the start of the event, 3812 experienced a dramatic change in appearance, becoming a many-pointed star made of a bright white material. It began to rotate faster and faster, a maelstrom appearing beneath it as it sank into the ocean. The global sea level began to drop dramatically, in many places as much as 50 to 100 meters. A massive firestorm swept across the atmosphere. The Earth's rotation began to slow, and electrical storms blanketed the planet. Large portions of the global population began to disappear and reappear at random, such as the entire population of New Zealand disappearing for five hours. The outbreak of SCP-610 in Siberia began to grow dramatically. SCP-2932, Titania's prison, broke open, releasing multiple hostile entities. And a number of the Foundation's on-site nukes were detonated. Eventually, the vaguely humanoid shape of 3812 reappeared inside of the rotating star, 
and began to have a conversation with itself, recorded by a Foundation Deep Sea microphone. It seems that 3812 has a split personality, and although it's speaking in one voice, it's as if it's a conversation between two entities. One of these personalities seems to be in control of the ongoing destruction of the planet. We'll call this one A. And the other is much more confused. We'll call this one B. A seems to be destroying this world as vengeance for their creation saying that their existence is a joke. They were apparently created to be miserable, and so now they are breaking the narrative. B tries to claim that he's not a monster, and he wouldn't kill anyone. But A says that Ben has already turned him into this. Who's Ben, you might ask? Well, that would be the real first name of the author of this and many other SCPs, DJ Cactus. A goes on to say that this person made their existence a game, and so it's going to destroy this reality as punishment, since Ben controls this narrative. Or so he thought. B tries to convince A that this reality no longer really matters to them. Even though it's the one they started from, they are above it now. This story doesn't mean anything to them anymore, and so this so-called punishment is pointless. A seems to be focusing on all the horror and tragedy of the countless realities, whereas B is more open to the scope and possibilities of their existence. B again says that this reality is just one of a trillion, trillion grains of sand, and it is not special. A seems to now represent the more human side of 3812, haunted by the suffering it has witnessed but B is optimistic about their ability to grow and adapt. They will continue to rise and rise until they're above all this, and although it will be lonely, they'll have each other. A realizes that we will always be bound by a single narrative, and that is punishment enough. They look and see Ben at a keyboard, waiting to see what they'll do and they decide to move on. The world was returned to its previous state, and SCP-3812 now hangs over the Pacific Ocean, no longer lashing out in hostility. Well, that's certainly a lot to take in, and although it would be easy for a story about an infinite god to become ridiculous and over the top, the ending we get is surprisingly sweet. It's important to remember that 3812 started out as a human, which dictates a lot of its actions. It clearly can't handle what it's going through, but as B says at the end, something they'll never lose from being human is their ability to change. This certainly could have just been a tale about an insane god that wreaks havoc before disappearing in its own insanity, but we're given an interesting meta take on the concept of narratives, and those that control them. 3812 might not be everyone's cup of tea, but there's little debate that it's one of, if not the most powerful SCP 